All right, do you want to do a show? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we'll do right. a show. We'll do a show. Might as well, huh? Oh, my gosh. What? Am I not here again? We have a technical difficulties today. I'm going to just assume that the music is playing. <laughs> Welcome to Technical Difficulties, Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. All right, that's fine. I'm yeah. Like, I, this could be the, is this the first episode without the theme song. Is it what? Will this be the first episode without the theme song? I don't know. I'm, now I'm just making fun of it. I'm just going to just crank it up, and then I'm going to bring it down. I don't know what's going on today. Uh, it's, it's already done. I'm over it. I know you're over the song anyway, so I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> no, for that I love song. it. I listen to it every night. I don't know. I don't that. know what I did, but we're we're hot. we're hot and we're live. So uh, that's all awesome, that awesome. Real quick, while I'm thinking about uh -huh. it, I ran into somebody who worked on that hidden camera show we were talking about for Netflix. Last episode, we were oh about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just was taking a dump on that kid. The, the Stranger things. things. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Because one of the bits that they were going to do messes with a person coming in for. A job, but it's a day labor job. It's, hey, we've got all these boxes in this warehouse. They need to be moved into this truck and then taken away. Here's $500 for your effort. So it's like a day job. They're paid at the end of it, and there is a hidden camera prank involved. So for all, but all the no, pranks are day I mean, jobs. Some of them will be like that. They're not all like that. Okay. So again, this goes back to what I was talking about before. Who are the PR people here? The article, Who was the marketing department, or did, was it the article that... Listen, one article glommed onto that, and then oh. everybody else glommed onto that article. And, and then... But why didn't Netflix, they speak then out? Then Netflix did nothing. They're like, well, let's wait till it gets closer. They were letting it build and letting it oh. build. And I think the idea was that, you know, any All publicity press. is good publicity, yeah. right? So they let it build and let it build. Not for that then, kid is probably thinking, well, get me out of this. The kid ended up putting out, like, a video that was like, hey, <laughs> uh, I'm a kid. And this will be a fun show. It's not meant to be malicious. The people that do show up who think they're getting jobs end up walking away with more money than they would have made in a day of work. So right. it, it, it's, it, it, all, it all evens out. You know what I mean? And that people need, I think the moral here is that people just calm need down. to calm down. Don't just jump on the first news story you see. And, and, and if you know someone who's a skeptic and, that, and yet they glom on to every... Uh, conspiracy theory they're uh -huh. not skeptic enough you know what i mean you okay. have to like do some research look into some things before you start reposting articles for no reason we uh um we didn't get to do it uh because of technical difficulties i don't want to try but um uh i did find some old uh radio commercials that i made back in the now when you say you made 90s oh, yeah, I, oh at the radio station no, actually, by then I wasn't. I wasn't at the radio station. I was working at another company. There, there was. There was. This was right before I left Milwaukee, downtown Milwaukee, kind of like what's happening here in downtown Shots Los Angeles Brewery. now. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, they they were there was started a transition was starting to happen. Like downtown was really most of downtown was kind of dead, but we had this place called Six Two Five. That's where we managed bands out of it. Jeff Castellas, former. Uh, guest, we, you know, Citizen King, uh, the Guffs uh, were some of the bands. Pet Engine worked out of there from time to time. You know, the bands, you, I know you don't know some of those bands, but um, anyway, we were down there and there was a dead zone and then it started changing over. And right behind us uh, was a club that opened up, a dance club called Tom Tom Club. Mm, and we that got sounds kind of old school. 
Uh, well, I don't know what. He, how would you? I don't say? know, like the Tom Tom Club. It's well, like, yeah, but it was you know it was like the Cotton was, Club. But again, back then, and this, I don't even think this people do this anymore. And this is why I think that um, the commercials are kind of funny. Is that back in the '90s, it used to be skirt nights, women drink free, like all, it was all that kind of stuff. And then it became this issue where dudes are like, "Well, what if I have a skirt on? Do I get to?" Do I get in for free? All like it became takes all is the one dickhead to ruin it for everybody. Well, yeah. Well, but also it was just it was one of those things where it was you know, women drink free, skirt nights, and there there was just some the parts of the commercial were just pretty ridiculous. Well, let's it was just a different time. Get me get me a copy of them. We can post those on on. You want it on VHS? What do you want? Well, maybe we could. I cassette? mean, yeah. Could you get could you get me some radio commercials on VHS? That seems like a good medium. In our business, we called them carts back in the day. They looked well, like they, A-trat tapes. because because they looked if they weren't your they didn't look like VHS tapes. They were those big big square things. Yeah, yeah. that you just shoved into like slots. Right? It was like. <laughs> Old school television production or radio production. One of the movies that shot at the Herald that I worked on a long time ago was called Live from Baghdad, and it was it was on it was an HBO movie. Yeah, Yeah. it was an HBO movie with Michael uh, Keaton in it, and uh, that and and uh, I forget uh, uh, was Don Cheadle in that. You know, I mean Don Cheadle's in everything, but not not there. Um, there were there were there was a cast of characters. I'm, I'm forgetting the woman's name right now. It, she, she escapes me. She's uh, she's she kind of emo. The, the she lead? was yes, along with him. She was married yeah. to Tim Burton and her oh, name. Oh yes, uh, she's in all his movies. I wish I had the internet. I wish nope. there was a thing called no, the internet no, where you could her look name things is, up. Uh, uh, she was in not the girl from Fight Club, right? Or um, no, she's super. She's like in all the Harry Potter movies. I mean, she's Helen yes. Carter. What is that? Helen Bonham. Thank you. Helen Bonham Thank Carter. you. Thank you. Soon to be entering guest. But that's with I, it, I with the internet. But yeah, so that was that famous. That was the funny story I was telling you about. Like you know, if you remember the hair, remember there was that little tiny elevator in the middle that mm-hmm. came up through the lobby, mm-hmm. which used to be William Randolph Hearst's personal <laughs> elevator. So it went from the lobby up to the fourth floor where his offices were. And that's why it was so tiny because it wasn't designed to have a lot of people in it, right? Right. right. And <laughs> so, person at a time. After lunch, we were going back to film, and it was me, Michael Keaton, and Helena Bonham Carter in the elevator. And then she farted really loud, and I w- and I just you know didn't say anything. And I can't did anybody what... say anything, or did she? Well, just, it was just the three of us. It was me. Laugh? Yes, Michael Keaton said something, and then and laugh? then we all laughed. Yes, okay. yes, because you know again, it's like one of those things. Like yeah, everybody fart. Turns out, all human beings fart. Yeah, I mean, d- duh, but. But some people will be like, I didn't know that never happened. Yeah, I have a new joke now where I say in the 40 plus years I've been farting in public and then I hold up three fingers. I've been caught every time. (laughs) And in all those years of experience, I've only managed to come up with two excuses. And the first one is what? Good, good. And then I look around and the second one is, oh, no, that was you. And. Well, wait until you get pets. Then you just start. I've I've seen so many people blame dogs. Blame dog. Come on. I, but that's what I say. Then I go. I go. So front row. Just no. This isn't an airport situation. This isn't a smell something, say something. If you smell something, it was you. <laughs> Let them know. So um, yeah, that was anyway. So in that, the the fart story aside, the 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 concept of that was, and this just goes way back. In the day, this was the first uh, war in Baghdad. So when the, when the bombings first happened, so it was based on the, the reporters that were kind of trapped there and had to report on it. And there was this whole gag where where he was taking the tapes 
The, the, so they record stuff on tape, and he would have to run down this long, Michael Key would have to run down this long hallway back and forth to deliver tapes and to get them on time. And so they had this, this gag going back and forth. And i got to be honest with you, there was one of those few things, one of those few times where um, they made, they did such a good job of set dressing because they had pictures of Saddam Hussein all over the building. It's, I, I got pictures of it somewhere. Yeah, I, I mean, I've they're got. in a building that... that in Baghdad that had to be yeah. like, we love this guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like going to Texas and there's a picture of Texas in every <laughs> yes. every institution you go Texas to. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, that's it's kind of that thing, right? That's yeah. the same thing. It's like you you put up what you have to identify yourself with. Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 and that was the again, the big tapes got to shove, shove them, them in, in and then, you know, cue in 3. By the way, I just watched Network. Uh, I got to watch that movie. It's uh, it, I t- I tell you, go ahead and watch it because you'll start watching and go, oh, so things haven't really changed in America at all. Yeah, you forget sometimes until you watch it. I mean, it's a little satirical right at the end, a little bit too much, but the rest of it, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. Did you right. watch Newsroom or whatever with Bill um, uh, Pullman, Pack Pullman? Yeah, Bill Pullman, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> okay, Jeff Daniels. I was gonna say, keep going. Jeff Daniels, did you watch? Uh, I yeah, I Jeff did Daniels watch some HBO? of it because they filmed some of that at the Herald as well. Yeah, and so that's what got me to start watching. I never watched the whole thing. First couple episodes were great, but by the middle of it, you're like, oh, it's a soap opera. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, there are some shows that the pace of the dialogue and the way people talk and move. Well, I was not really jiving. That with was Aaron that. Sorkin, I think. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. He tends to write. Uh, not how people talk. Right. The same with like early Kevin Smith. Like mm, guys that work at convenience stores don't talk like that. Well, there's a thing about um um when when everybody's conversation is written like a monologue. Yeah. It, it's a it, and I, I get it. It's a style. That is a style of filmmaking sure. and, and television making. So it's just it's just I don't really buy into it. It was a big thing in the '90s. That type of like the late '80s, early '90s. That was a big uh, when Clerks came out. I mean, Clerks is what I'm thinking of when, yeah. I, when I two, see two guys, Dante and yeah. the other dude talking. You're like, yeah, okay, but like. Uh, this is a little bit highbrow for... You'd be surprised how many, if you look at the early to mid-90s yeah, movies that were kind of like, I don't want to say teen-based, but like youth-based, a lot. there was a lot of people that were monologists. They, the, the way they talked. And also you know, I feel like, and there's some John Hughes stuff that like I think he was making an attempt to smarten the kids up, meaning like he wasn't trying to talk down to an audience of teenagers. Yeah. He was trying to lift them up a little bit, I think. And that's why sometimes you like when you watch Breakfast Club, you're like, oh, some of these conversations, you're like, I don't know, but but for the most part, the you know, I can, you can relate, and you kind of, it's it, it kind of puts it out there that it, it's okay to know big words and be a little bit educated, you know. Tom Tom Club. Tom 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 Club. Tom Tom Club. You want to bring in our you want to bring in our laugh track? Yeah, we'll bring okay, in our laugh good. track and our our know it all <laughs> our know it all IMDb uh, internet. Yeah, guessing. exactly. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> this guy was brought to my attention by Carl Hansen. Who, oh, um, yeah, who has been, has been on the thank, show. Thank goodness, because otherwise... That would, be that would have been really uncomfortable. Fuck I think he started by saying, be on the lookout for, <laughs> and John misunderstood, but it was too late. Um, but uh, it, it's our pleasure to have on a working actor since at least 1999, <coughs> probably wow. before, because you don't just start acting and then get into stuff. <laughs> That's not how it works. Mike Watford is here. Sorry, Mike Watford, everybody. Mike Watford. Mike, how are you, man? 
doing good, man. Yeah. Thanks Thank to, you thank, for doing the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, I'm Mike, be out here in Eagle Rock. Do you want to confirm and or <coughs> deny? Did you literally just say, I want to be an actor, and the next day you were already acting? Uh, no. Confirm that or deny? That, that's, that's, that's a deny. That's, that's a deny. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mike, a strong deny or a, a hate? Oh, a very strong deny. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can't you're, deny that enough. <laughs> I want to start with, uh, with the most recent thing you, you've done, which is coming out, I believe, next week or two weeks? Uh, August 9th is August the 9th. one I'm okay. thinking of. Okay, The Kitchen. That's correct. The Kitchen with Tiffany Haddish, Melissa McCarthy. Um, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss, about women in yeah. the 70s in New York's Hell's Kitchen whose husbands were in the mafia and mm-hmm. then all went to prison. That's and then right. they kept the operation going. Correct? That's right. Based yeah. on a true story, Very I believe. well. I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. Moving on. Thanks, and you guys. were also in CSI. <laughs> um, the, this this episode's called John's Gonna Tell You What You Did and then you <laughs> leave. You're agree or disagree. And I'll just say, yep, cool. Yep. Um, but You've okay. been confirmed. And are you, uh, in, in the kitchen, are you, um, what's your character? Who are you? Uh, I play Little Jackie. Okay. Sounds and like a mob uh, guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a good guess. Um, little Jackie's the guy who the business falls to after um, the bosses that you mentioned go to prison. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and finds himself at odds with... The ladies. The ladies. Because Little Jackie's probably not used to taking advice or orders from a woman. Or being in charge of anything. Yeah, not, and, not, not uh, his strong suit. Yeah, so he was kind of... There's a reason why he wasn't with the group that went to prison, you know? Uh, he ends up in charge, and it's something that, um, although he believed he was prepared for, he wasn't maybe quite yeah. prepared for it, and uh, and so he finds himself at odds, and uh, thus drama ensues. That sounds like parenting. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's very similar to parenting, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah, I can confirm that. Confirm. Confirm. The movie is uh, it's dramatic, but is there... I always think when, when I hear, like, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany yeah, Haddish, I yeah. think that there oh, might be some yeah. comedy in there as well. Until you get to Elizabeth Moss, and then you're like, ooh, ooh bummer. Ooh, Tale. Yeah, <laughs> this is bummer. Yeah. Um, no, uh, it is a drama. There is comedy in it. There's funny things in it, and a lot of that revolves around me, whether that was meant to happen or not. But uh, it, it, it's a drama, and I think that's one of the things that's really really super cool about it and one one of the reasons why a lot of people are talking about this film is we know now that melissa can can do dramatic stuff um anybody that saw can you ever forgive me what she was so that was so good i loved that movie i did too and richard e grant is one of my favorite from with nail and i one of the like i love that guy yeah seeing the two of them together their chemistry that was very well done very well done and apparently you know she wasn't she wasn't supposed to do that. It was I don't know the whole story, but somebody else oh, she, was supposed to play that role and they backed out or something very last minute and they came to Melissa and said, Hey, we're ready to go. Do you want to jump in? And, yeah. and there and then she gets nominated for an Oscar. It shows you how versatile she well, is. She's amazing. Also, I mean, and again, I, since we don't know who the other actor is, we don't know how it would have been, but like then you're like that's a piece, Melissa was a piece of the puzzle that probably get, got them to the Oscars. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Like the there there it could have been anybody could have played the character, yeah. but like when you try to think of a movie without a certain 
person. Mm-hmm. Like like Chris Farley was supposed to be in Cable Guy, but yeah. because of scheduling conflict, he couldn't do it. Now Cable Guy would have been a completely different movie. Oh yeah, if man. Farley would have had the lead role. Jim Carrey came in, helped rewrite it, made it darker, made it scarier, and and in my opinion, made one of the funniest, best comedies in in a long time at that point. But everyone fucking hated it. They yeah. hated that movie. They were like. They well, you can see Jim Carrey in a Ace Back Ventura. to the Future, you know, perfect example. Back Eric to the Future Stoltz. shot almost all yeah. the movie with Eric Stoltz, yeah. then replaced him with replaced Michael J. Fox. Um, and, you know, uh, Harvey Keitel was originally uh, the guy in Apocalypse Now, which is my favorite movie. I and, love um, that movie. Where yeah, he was originally that, Charlie, or Martin He was originally Sheen's Martin Sheen, and uh, <laughs> I love how... I love how you just refer to them as as their names, not their characters. Uh, but yeah, he, you know, and uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe it was better. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you never heard of the movie. Maybe yeah, it was yeah. even bigger than it. That's the problem. You really be. don't know. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, these decisions have to be made. Yeah. You know, and because you, you kind of say it, and you're like, "Well, God, was Eric Stoltz that horrible that he would have wrecked a whole fr- franchise?" Well, he had and a no great one, career, so no you know one, what I mean. I think, I think the thing. No, was, but I'm saying, but in that in that situation, yeah. you don't also want to look at it like, "Well, clearly, he was a he was creating a dog for them, and that it never we wouldn't be talking about it right now if yeah, they, if yeah, they yeah. had gone down that road." We don't. We don't. You, you can never say for sure. We don't know, but they obviously did something know. was not jiving. What they yeah, did know something. in Back to the Future was that they wanted to make more. Yes. And that they didn't want to make more with him. Oh, okay. So that was, it's like Farley did almost all of Shrek. Mm-hmm. And there is that, that footage with the cartoon being with his voice. But after he passed away, they came to the idea that, like, we already knew we wanted to make four of these movies. Yeah. We can't have you one can't have four. Farley. I had no idea about that. That's somebody else. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. So Mike Myers came in and did, and did the voice and made it his own. And, of course, Shrek is massively popular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with with Melissa, you can't go wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think uh, th- this movie, The Kitchen, was based on, <clears throat> is based on some DC Vertigo comics, comics of the same name, or, or um, uh, what do you call them? Um, graphic novels. Graphic novels. Thank you. Yeah. I'm supposed to know that. No, no, no. That's okay. Um, you're an adult. And <laughs> you're an adult. And, and uh, yeah, and so um, the casting. Is very interesting because Andrea Burloff, who wrote it, who you guys may uh, remember her name, she wrote uh, Straight Outta Compton, was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, no shit. She's a badass. I mean, just absolute badass. And this was her first directing job. Oh, she directed? This is her first directing, which is a hell of a start, let me tell you. She was fantastic behind the camera and um, wrote it, directed it. And um, I mean, she's she's someone, I think in a couple years from now, a lot of people right now are like Andrea Burloff. That seems familiar. Yeah. A few years from now, we'll all know who exactly. exactly oh, there'll be is. everybody is going to know that name. And That's how cool. nice <clears throat> to work with a director who also wrote. Like to me, like their vision is already there. They yep. know exactly what they want to do, and and they just need to get it done. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I would say about her. She knew her vision and. That was uh, somewhat remarkable given the way that she chose to cast it, which was different than, you know, you open the pages of the comic book and you don't see these three women who got cast. That's not what you see. Okay. Um, She chose uh, the three women who could play the part rather than look the part, you know, which is not something that happens a lot in Hollywood, as you guys 
probably yep. know. It's it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of it is about how you look before anything else. Before your talent, before your skills, before yep. yeah. She put a cast together of the people who could do the part. Um, and that in and of itself is pretty amazing, especially for your first time directing to not sort of back down and be like, oh no, we gotta find this yeah. girl who looks just like Everyone this. Everyone to look like Margot Robbie. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so for that, like my, I had tons of respect for her, uh, from the get go for that. Um, and, uh, you know, Tiffany Haddish is the same way. She does not look like the character in the comic book. Right. Um, but she also doesn't back down from shit. No, she does not. Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't back. Do you know Tiffany? I, I did my, I did live at Gotham in 2009 with her. She was hilarious back then. Yeah. And then I just helped produce the reshoots for the new Eric Andre hidden camera movie. Oh that yeah, I'm trip. seeing that. I'm seeing some of the promos for that. Yeah, it looks so hysterical. she's in that, and she, yeah. um, you know, delivers. I mean, she, oh, first yeah. of all, I think that it, whether I do believe that deep down every actor is a little bit like, okay, I'm a little nervous, I'm a little afraid, but like she doesn't let any of that show, uh-huh. and she's very fearless. And and in, in the world of Absolutely. hidden camera, it's ideal. That's an ideal person to have. You know, she just kind of yeah. does her thing, hits her mark, gets into character, has fun with it, and then doesn't doesn't ever tiptoe backwards or try to get out like i don't know she just i would i would second all of that but with my experience with her she was fearless she was stepping into a territory that wasn't sort of her home field you know um but if you didn't know who she was you wouldn't have known that nope i mean she owned it every single second and when the camera was off she was hysterical as, as you might between the two of them Holy shit! I mean, they now, were, were were they did, were they playing off each other? Together? They play were playing off each other and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, they're they're very. You're talking about two of the funniest women Talented, yes. on the planet, exactly, in the same room together. Yeah. So yeah, it I was. Just always, uh, I always <laughs> wonder because you know, is it is it like you know, you always hear about Chevy Chase, like, oh man, that must have been great to work with Chevy Chase if you mm. worked on Community, and people will tell you that as long as you let Chevy Chase be the funniest person in the room, yeah, he was okay, yeah, and like, that's not always the best. That's not. Mm-hmm. dynamic you know what i mean so if they can no. play off each other and have fun with each other they could and uh and i think that they were they played off of each other very well and they had this a great ability to sort of um uh learn from each other because they had different styles they've had different sure. careers and uh they had this great ability to to kind of fill in um the holes uh fit together like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle yeah. if that makes sense yes, um, absolutely it, it really it really worked out very very well which i'm going to spiral off of that comic yeah. this what uh, this is what, what number project is this for you in your career that you're working on right now 61 wow okay so okay, over, yeah. so over, <laughs> that's amazing IMDb where they say uh, actor it just says okay. 61 next so year. and the reason right. why cool. i say that is obviously you, you you've that's done, 61 you, titles i think that wouldn't include every episode of every so show. even more no, yeah. Correct, yeah okay you're correct, all right you're correct, yeah. just so i just so i know i'm yeah. so yeah. i have two questions one okay so this is the 61st title of something that you've been involved in mm-hmm. um is the process the same for you as far as getting into it? Has it, has, has it, it evolved and has have either you or it evolved in a way in, in this one specifically? And then the follow-up question that would be kind of what you're talking about there is um, some actors, 
it after a while, especially high volume, a gig is a gig. Yeah. And they don't look at it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing is there's some people that go, you come from a different place. I come from a different place. Let's fill those holes. That's yeah. the challenge. That's the excitement mm-hmm. for them yeah. as performers and actors. And is that kind of what you saw? And sometimes do you see the exact opposite where some people would just collect paychecks and they don't really see the challenge anymore? Or is that a fear you get when you do things too many times? It's That's a phenomenal stream of questioning. <laughs> Thank you. I'll try to go back many. to the beginning and, and start. So no, one. really, that's that's that you've touched on something um, here, and I, I'm just trying to figure out where to start. So I guess I'll, the process, yeah. I'll start with myself uh, personally. Um, in a basic sense, let's just start. Take myself out of this pro- out of this particular movie. Um, I my trajectory has been slow and not at a huge high angle. You know, I've been up there at the cliff as we've all been a few times, thinking, "Oh, here it goes," and then you know, it didn't lead? happen like you thought. I, I, but I've been lucky, man. I've been blessed, and I don't mean to sound trite because I really mean this. I've been lucky and I've been blessed to be able to work and have a career and own a house and raise a family doing what I do yes. in this business. This is rare. We know that. So to, rare. To be able to pull that off doesn't happen and so uh, very often. And so I, I'm super grateful. And every single job that I ever get, the first thing, there's two times in my life where I pray. One is on a plane before <laughs> it's taken off. And the second <laughs> is when I for- walk onto a new set and I say, thank you, God. Yeah. Whatever you are, yeah. because uh, I understand that that it's uh, um, it's not everybody that gets to do this, and so I'm stoked every yeah. time. I, I don't take any of that for granted. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, as a human, you progress, you change a lot. My perception of the industry when I first started was, uh, man, I couldn't even probably put it into words. Now it was so off base of what it actually is. Right. That uh, uh, that I mean now it, that's so far behind me. Uh, the reason why I started was because I was looking for some feeling, probably that being on a stage or in front of a camera gave me. And somewhere along the way, uh, that morphed into an art form, a career, something that I focused on and tried to hone and and was able to take pride in because getting better. Because you cared about it, better. yeah, yeah, and and cared about. Have I seen those actors that have phoned it in? Absolutely. Over and over and over again. You see it, and I've seen it. I mean, sometimes you you see it on TV shows. Sometimes you see it on movies. Sometimes you see it with big, famous people like what you're saying that have done it a million times, and they're just kind of like, here's my next one. I got my other one after this. Come on, guys. Let's make this happen. Um, And uh, I feel like, man... If you get to that point, this is easy for me to say because, you know, uh, I'm not making 10 movies a year. But if you get to that point, man, you got to take a break and you got to refocus yourself and be like, let me hang out with my friends, and my family, and let me get to where I want to go do a movie again rather than just keep cranking crap out yeah. Right after left, playing the same character over and over again, doing the same thing, and just kind of winging it. So, you know? I mean, because in some respects, would you agree that there's there's a drive to want to be involved in this type of business because it is special? Mm-hmm. And when it loses its, its specialness, like we always mm-hmm. joke about, like, if you drive down uh, Hollywood Boulevard and, and, you, and, and you look sign. at the Hollywood sign and it yeah. means nothing to you yeah. anymore... 
Time yeah. to move. It's lost its specialness. You know, it's, it's, you sh- it should never lose its specialness because it is a small group of people that do get to have that special experience yeah. that, rela- that that is basically being projected to the rest of the world that's never going to get that. Mm-hmm. And again, to each his own. A paycheck is a paycheck. I get that. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of a bummer when it loses its specialness. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to have – someone put it to me once uh, um, as you got to have this sort of sexy indifference. Um, uh, that may have been Mark Maron or someone <laughs> on Mark Maron. I don't, I'm not sure. But um, it, it's a great way to put it, actually. He had um, a very aggressive indifference. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it was sexy. I don't think it was him. I think it was one of his guests. But uh, yeah. I, I, it's a great way to put it because, as you guys know, when, when you walk in the door for an audition, um, the, you, you, if, if you if you show up way too eager, they're like, "What's wrong with this Take guy?" Take it down and ask, yeah, buddy. Chill out, dude. <laughs> chill out, man. Um, you know, it just doesn't come off right. Um, and I like to think of it as, as just confidence. Um, you know, uh, confidence is everything when you walk into a room. Uh, whether it be an audition or the first time that you walk on set, um, confidence, but not being a dick, not right. not dickish there's, confidence. There's, a very, there's, a, there's a definitely a difference. Like yeah, to be confident yeah. in who you are and what you're doing and the choices you've made uh-huh. is one thing. To be an asshole because yeah. you don't like the way somebody uh-huh. else looks is, or the way they look at you, or the way they look and, at you. And let me <laughs> tell you, I've experienced I've experienced this before. I, I did a movie one time uh, several years ago. It was one of the biggest movies that I ever did. Uh, or, or one of the first, I'm sorry, I should say one of the first big movies that I ever did. Um, and, I mean, it was a big movie. Do you want to talk to it, give it, the title or no? I can't give you the title because it's going to give to, it's going to, yeah. we, we don't want, we don't want to. Um, we're not taking dumps on people. Yeah, we're not taking yeah. dumps on <laughs> on people today. Once the, uh, <laughs> once the, once the recorder goes off, man, it's, uh, it's gloves Shoot off. Um, no, but it was a huge, huge movie that had been in the works for a long time, trying to get made for a long time. They finally got everything together. Tons and tons of press around this movie. Yeah. Um, and full of stars. It was like, huge star, huge star, huge star, me. Huge it. star, huge star, huge star. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, Wow. Now, this is the <laughs> second movie that I did. The first oh, movie shit. that I did was also a, a really, really big movie with really, really big stars. And I got really lucky. Got a great role in it. And the stars in that movie were just super cool. They were just like, hey, man, we just want to shoot pool. We don't want <laughs> to be treated. In, just, let's just hang out. Let's, yeah. not, let's not be sweating each other. Let's be you know? normal human beings. Me, naively, thought, oh, this is how it is. That's the way stars want to <laughs> be treated. So I show up, I've shot for a couple of weeks on this huge movie, and the huge star of this huge movie, I haven't shot with this person yet, and this person meets me in a hallway, I'm going to set, he's coming, this person is coming from set, well I gave his gender away, so that's your, <laughs> now you can start guessing, um, and, uh, and he stops and says, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I say, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I just kept walking, because I'm like, Man, we got we got a month and a half. We're gonna see each other every day. No big deal. And when I walked by, his body language—you can't see me here—but he kind of just slumped and looked at me like, "Huh? Like what?" You know. And I felt something right there. I was, was like, "Not oh. happy with your response." He, to he wanted know more. He was. I didn't have time. He wanted to, more. I didn't have to go. I didn't have time to go back because I'm walking on, straight on the camera. You're also working on the movie. And also, look, these guys are all huge stars, and I'm. 
trying to get there. I'm the guy who has to really live up to something in this particular right. film. I, you so have, you think, have to prove yourself. I'm trying to be good right. in front of the camera. That's what I'm thinking about. Sure. So uh, so we get there, do the scene, whatever. Um, and I get done with the week, and I start up the next week, and I haven't got the schedule yet. And I'm like, wow, I guess guess I'm not shooting this week. This is, this is weird. So uh, I'm walking downtown. Uh, New York, that's when I lived in New York, and walking downtown, and the place that I'm going to just happens to have a mu- movie set in front of it, and I'm like, oh, this is my movie. Wow, this is crazy. I just, I was going here, I walked walked right up into the produ- produ- production trailer and asked the girls in there for a schedule. I said, I don't have a schedule for this week. They looked like they saw a ghost. I mean, I walked in there, and they were like, How'd you get in? They froze up. They didn't know what to say to me. They, like, hand me the schedule. They're literally, their fingers shaking. And I look at the schedule. I'm like, this is weird. My name is not on this schedule. Instantly, I get a call from my agent. Hey, you want to stop by the office? I'm like, no, I want to know what's going on. This is strange. (laughs) This is strange. I I walk in the office, and the girl who who was working the front desk, uh, P.S., now my wife, by the way, oh, um, uh, she <laughs> opens the door, not not because of this moment. Um, <laughs> she opens the door, and as soon as she sees me, she looks down and says, you need to go talk to oh, Mark, God. my agent. And at that point, I'm like, I got fired. Have I been kicked out of New York? I got, <laughs> I kicked out I got of New York. F-ing fired. F- and I, so I walk in his room, and I'm in his office, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. He's like, hey, calm down, man. Calm down. Everything's good. I just they, they, they decided after two weeks that... Maybe you weren't the perfect guy for this. You weren't physically large enough, whatever. And and that's what they had told him. A year later, I'm, I'm trying to read this, turn into a long story, but that's a year right. later, I'm doing a, a Broadway show, and one of the women in the show was uh, a very, very, very close friends with the person who cast me in this movie. And... Um, this and she and I mentioned it to her and she said, "Oh yeah, that's right. I heard that you got fired because so and so didn't like you." And I was like, well, "That's news to me." Excuse me while I go call my agent and I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" And they're like, "We don't know. That's a rumor. We don't, you know." And uh, you know, to their credit, they did nobody did know, but the point that I'm trying to say here yeah is that everybody's not cool in this industry. No. Nope. Um, some people uh, lose track of how they got started. And this particular actor should never have because I, I know this person's story, and they had a hard rise. It was a difficult rise. And, 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 the, and the fact that this person would forget that and me being in the position that this person was in only a few years earlier um, to just so easily dismiss somebody get them fired from a huge a huge break in their yeah. career. Um, to me, it says something about it. It's something I'll never forget. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about who he was, but I can tell you, I, uh, I'll never forget having that happen. It ended up being great for me personally. Okay. It, it, it devastated me, though, um, because you're right at the you're right at that point where like man this is it takes forever it's to a, get to your yeah. movie now with a bunch of people that are also movie stars you're like yep. oh this is the thing I've been working yep. for my whole fucking life I had a huge trailer this whole business all these stars Everything next to me you've asked for and then literally two months later I'm doing a play in Florida nothing against plays or Florida but well, you know what I'm saying <laughs> that, that <laughs> Florida, that's what we can mock, but yeah, I get it. Uh, 
and and I had to I had to humble myself and I had to say, look, dude, you you can sit around here and feel sorry for yourself about this shit, or or you can you can get up and go out and make yourself a career because nobody's crying for you. Well, but you know? for your situation, though, it seems like there's a lot of gray area in it anyway, which could also kill you. Because, I mean, you can pinpoint the fact that you weren't friendly enough one day, but it wasn't like there was a, unless I'm wrong, there was no specific confrontation No, where it was uh-uh. like, screw you, screw you, and like, so no. you can go. There was this moment where we got in a no. fight, so of course I got fired because yeah. we yeah. got into it. Like, you had so you could also, it could kill hallway. you. It could kill you inside mm-hmm. to get, you know, to keep replaying it over and over again, the woulda, yeah. coulda, shouldas, right? So at and, some point you have to recenter. This particular movie, there was a lot of turmoil on set. Okay, so there, there were was, fist fights on set. Whoa. Really? Wow. Yeah, man, there was there was shit going down, and um, which is so weird. Like again, yeah. do you lose focus Aren't of the magic? This is what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. exactly. You did lose focus. That's what happened. Not just this particular person. But a lot that of the sounds people like a involved. lot of people. But look, I've been around sets where people are yelling at each other, mm-hmm. and and it was always stunning to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we all yelling about yeah, here? Like, what? Yeah. And and look, I've I've had my moments. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm oh, man, far I've, from perfect. I've had my moments on uh, sets. Sure. Definitely, where I've out I've set. done I've done I've acted like an idiot, and and then again, you stop and you pull back, and you're like, yeah, but what? But what did we all drive to get here for? If this is how yeah. we're gonna behave? Yeah, exactly. You can't lose track of that. Now, a perfect example of of both sides of that. Um, the one time that I remember freaking out on set. <laughs> um, maybe someone's going to call in and I'll be like, bullshit. Yeah, here's nine uh, more times. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I was doing a show and uh, we were chasing daylight out in the woods, running through the woods with guns. And um, there were rattlesnakes and there was poison ivy everywhere and it was getting dark and the director said, run up this hill and jump in that bush. And I'm like, no. Has the rattlesnake guy been up there? <laughs> well, no, we don't have time. Has the poison ivy guy been up there? No. Has anyone run up those rocks yet? Because I don't want to bust my ankle. the first one. No, we don't have time. Then I ain't running up there, man. He's like, you. He's And it becomes this thing between yeah. me and this director. And, man, an actor doesn't want to be in that position. No. And a couple of the other actors were like, dude, just run up the run up the hill, man. Like, they're freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, but also, don't you dare run up that fucking yeah. hill until you know it's safe. You know, and that's really the only time that I that I recall freaking out. And that's a different scenario. That, that you're talking complete, about safety. You're exactly. That's completely mm-hmm. different. You're talking about we're now in an industry where a girl has died on train tracks mm-hmm. because a director didn't have a fucking permit and went out yeah. and shot on these train tracks anyway on a bridge. Like safety is a concern. And if you feel that yep. you, as an actor, they're asking you to do something that you're not comfortable with. You need to speak up. You've got to speak and up. If anybody, Especially stunt stuff. And if anybody yeah. yells at you, that is because they are fucking ignorant. Yep. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, you can't... There, there's no... I've done things where I, I was in a commercial, and they're like, okay, now we're going to do a harness, and we're going to whip you back 30 feet. And I was like, whoa, that wasn't in the audition. That wasn't in the callback. That's not in the script. What is this? Well, first yeah. off, I would like to see somebody yeah. just start strapping you up in an audition <laughs> just without telling you just yank you 30 feet. Dude, we were on a beach, and they were like, well, well, we have a crash pad. And then the director goes, well, we can't see the crash pad. I'm like, all right, well, then airbrush it out in post. And they're like, no. So they covered the crash pad. In rocks. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you fucking guys? And, and nails and glass? We did, we did one yeah, pullback man. at half speed. I fell into a crash pad full of rocks, and I go, I'm not doing this. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we Good don't need for you, this. Man. And then they just scrapped the whole idea. I was like, dude, what? 
Your life, your career is more important than that. Yeah. You know, the, the other the flip side of the of this of that sort of thing is, you know, uh, um, I recently did a project where um, and it was a very cool, very, very cool and high profile project. And there was one person who was just bitching, man, just bitching all the time about, oh, we're going so late. Oh, we're here all night. This is taking forever. And I'm like, you got somewhere else to be tonight, man? Like, I cleared my schedule for this project. I'm working. You know what I'm saying? Like, This is what I want to do. Hey, shut up, by the way. We're five minutes from golden time. Keep your mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, like I, I'm here. And don't you want them to... Is, don't you want them to get it done correctly? Don't you want to look good in this product? Or do you want them to just yeah. throw some crap up there yeah. and throw your face on camera? They'll probably end up cutting you out if 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 it it's doesn't garbage. look right. It's not an exact science. And there's going to be long days. There's going to be short days. There's going to be great days. There's going to be bad days. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... But at the I, end of the day, no matter how the day went, you still got to act or yeah, produce or yes, work on a film or yeah. a TV show. And that... if. If at the end of the day that isn't helping you, then it is probably time to move on. Yeah, well, or at least take a break, man. Yeah. Or at least take a break. At so least like, like chill said, and take a break until you want to come back. Well, and a lot of yeah. people feel like they can't because they realize how fickle this business is. That if you disappear true. for too it long, will you. they're done. You can always right? go to theater, man. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, if even <laughs> as a comedian, if you walk away, you from can also volunteer for like yeah. a year. People forget about you. Immediately, yeah. And then uh. when you try to come back, you're back doing open mics. And well, shit. and I remember for years, and I and I, I think this is kind of like the, the you you cannot get hung up on this because a lot of people in production love talking about this. Like, well, you know, Eastwood only does ten hour days. Yeah, he, he like, they love bringing take. that one up. Like, yeah, no, he just one take. He got he doesn't want his people working. You know, and and they always they always uh. Yeah, it, Comma and plus, you know, everybody on his crew is eighty-seven years old. <laughs> they they mean, yeah. That's why they don't <laughs> want to do more than ten-hour days. Get the dude. early bird special yeah. at the Blue Plate Diner. And yeah, then, uh, yeah. Well, That's I hilarious. bet the I bet the, uh, the the union guys sitting around in the trucks love that because they love their overtime. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah, said yeah. the golden day, the, yeah. the golden, golden hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that that uh, that is crazy because. And I've I've had my 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 kind of you know spazzes a little bit here and there, and not nothing. No major productions, but I was on a commercial once where I'd asked for, it was cold, I'd asked for a jacket like 70 times. Get out. And the director finally goes, hey man, you okay? You don't look, you look like something's wrong. I go, I want a fucking jacket. I want a jacket. <laughs> I've asked for a jacket fucking 90 times. Can I get a fucking jacket? I see a wardrobe trailer with a shit ton of jackets. And the director just kind of backed up. He goes, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, man. And then I was like, immediately, I was like, Okay, dude, calm down. Just go get a jacket. Like, what is your like? <laughs> I was just so mad because they kept me there and they wouldn't let me leave set. But yeah, everything they do I asked that for, they wouldn't you. help me get what I wanted. I was like, you fucks. I had a scenario just the exact opposite of that where it was a first jackets. time director. <laughs> too many yeah, jackets. They too many. Me, <laughs> yeah, they made me wear all three of them. Um, no, it was it was in the middle of the summer and we were out in Calabasas shooting Oof. and it was really hot yeah. and we were shooting in a house and. Um, and you know when the when the uh, when the camera rolls, I had to turn the AC off. And um, me and the woman that was playing my wife were not allowed to go back to our trailers because this first-time director was like, "We may need you in a minute," uh, which turns into like literally six still, hours. They're changing lenses, yeah. and you're like, "Come on!" Um, and, and we had to sit. We didn't have chairs either. Up in an attic, 
Ugh. In Calabasas, when it's 100 degrees outside, inside with no with no AC. Even if there was, it all goes to the attic. That's where yeah. the heat goes. That's where the heat goes. Yeah. And again, an, another very large, very big project. Very, very big project. And so, like, you know, uh, I think uh, people people start to spiral sometimes when, when they're on set, start to uh, worry about things they don't necessarily have to worry about. Yeah. And uh, and and the answer there is um, you just you, you have to make your yourself clear as to what you need. Don't be afraid. Uh, don't be a dick. But but make yourself make what you need known. And if no one seems to care, then you call your manager or your agent or whoever right. it is. And flipping you, out and and, and, and turning exactly. Mess, and you it say messier. somebody, please make this happen. This is not good. Yeah, and uh, because but the last thing that you want is the director or the producer coming up to you and being like, "What the hell are you flipping out about a coke for, yep. man?" Yep. Um, yeah. That's not what you want to have. No. Because you're j- you're the guy who stands to lose the most. The most. Yeah. Because you're because yeah. no matter what you think as an actor, you're replaceable. I don't give a shit who oh, you are. Yeah. They could get somebody else in there to do. As that my job. story, uh, my last story yeah. shows you. I mean, I shot for. Almost three weeks. Yeah. They, just, they were just... I can't, and I cannot believe care. that Eric Stoltz did that to you after everything, <laughs> everything he went funny? through. Like, he's like, uh, get this guy out of here. But Every- Stoltz, the same thing happened to you. <laughs> I don't care. I'm different. Where are you from uh, originally, by the way? Uh, originally, I'm from Alabama. Okay. Yeah. We're um, at Alabama. Uh, North Alabama and the Muscle Shoals area, specifically That's a little the, town is, called Russellville. Did I see uh, a documentary? But is there? A, oh uh, yeah. The uh, M- let me there's tell a studio. You about, is there a studio down oh, there? Oh, there's more than one. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's a couple of studios down there, and they and that is where Southern Soul was born. Was down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. All right. And I uh, this is uh, not just me talking because right. this, this is where I'm from. This is facts. Um, there's a studio called Fame Studios, um, and then there's another studio that some of the guys from Fame went. Some of the musicians that worked at Fame uh, uh, went, and it was an old coffin factory that they converted. Awesome. And I'm telling you, it, it, every every soul artist from Aretha Franklin, you know, Smokey all the way up to Candy Staten, and yeah. everybody recorded down there. Um, and then you had Leonard Skinner, which is Marshall you know, Shoals has got, got the Swampers. Yeah. The Swampers are the the musicians who I have. On my on my speed dial on my phone right now, I know those guys, which is super cool. That is cool. Shout out, what's up, Jimmy Johnson, David Hood. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, the Rolling Stones recorded in there. Um, apparently, um, Mick Jagger wrote the lyrics to "Wild Horses" sitting on the shitter at that, uh, <laughs> that, that particular is studio. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a legendary place, with, and a lot of legendary music ha- has happened there. How big is the er- the area? Very small, really. So a you tiny have all the ridiculously yeah. those are those. So studios. when these ridiculously famous artists are uh-huh. coming down there, are they just mingling with the with the in that small yeah. city? And that's got to be yeah. really unique. And f- or yeah, ha- has the city kind of adapted to that so there's no like major fanfare kind of thing or how well you're describing a lot of very well-known people coming to a very small town i think that in its heyday which was probably 60s and 70s uh or into the early 80s was when it was when it was happening really happening there um a lot of the people that went to record there they went to record there because it was the woods of alabama because you know we needed to make sure that Mick Jagger 
wasn't you know doing coke <laughs> off the off some hooker's chest exactly. in Waldorf Astoria. Dude, you know, so uh, that's a very good point too. And that's part of the reason. The other reason is because the musicians were amazing, and the room there was something magical about that room. It, it just it didn't look like much. We went, I went in there and saw it. It's a tiny room. But if you hear one recording from that room, and mm -hmm. it's like Aretha Franklin, and she's belting it out, and you're yeah. like, where was this recorded? Yeah. Oh, I get to go. I'll go do that, too. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that exactly. The, the, the studio, um, the coffin, uh, the old coffin factory studio um, out off the highway was kind of in disarray uh, for, for a while. Um, and uh, the Black Keys recorded their uh, their big record there, but it wasn't a working studio when the they did it. Los they wanted Lonely to Boys record. What's that? Los Lonely Boys or what? Do you know what record it was? Just like your. It was the first big record okay. they did. I'm not like a okay. aficionado, but um, perhaps I'll go look. I have, I have two Black Keys records at home. I'll go look and see where they were. It was the first one where they really busted out. Yeah. And uh, and what they did, since it wasn't really a working studio, they got permission. Uh, to to use the facility, and they brought their shit down there. They brought all their own stuff down there because they wanted to record in that room so bad, um, be just because of the it was sound that in there, and also because of the legacy. The legacy, uh, yeah. And um, and now I believe Dr. Dre owns it. And oh wow! They're trying to um, they they they're recording in there again, but it's also a landmark, and people are going in and looking at it and. And um, learning about the history, and it's uh, it's surprising the history down it there. It sounds the like shows. they should just have a museum next door. Yeah. That's like here is everyone that's been in this. Yes, they do. Okay, they do. Yeah. And there's the the Alabama Music Hall of Fame is just up the street, nice. and um, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. And people don't understand um, the the legacy and the sort of how much of the wheel that North Alabama. Uh, Put on that cart of especially of of southern soul music, yeah. uh, and uh, and they were all southern white boys too. All those musicians were these country boys who everyone else was playing country music, and they they loved you know uh, Ray Charles. They yeah. loved uh, that. That's the stuff that they listened to and inspired them, and that's the music they wanted to play. And nobody else down there was, was really doing that. Yeah. So they got people like Percy Sledge coming in and, and and found these guys, started these guys' career. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it is it is pretty amazing. I did um, a musical about that uh, several years about the, you the history. Did it as in <clears throat> you were in it or you helped write? it? I was in it. Yeah, because okay. uh, you are helped you write are a musician. It. I am a musician. Yeah, I have a band called Stumpwaller. By the really? way, we play around L.A. Yeah, I'm a musician and a singer. <clears throat> I use the word musician loosely because I respect that term. Let me just rephrase that. I play guitar and okay. I sing. Okay, I was going to ask um, you, when you say musician, I have like real musicians drums, that, that do the real heavy guitar playing and the, the, the impressive stuff for me. But, no, um, yeah, we did it. Um, we did a show down there and uh, was, really, was really lucky. Had some incredible singers, and George Went. Was oh, in it with cool. us, which was super cool. That is cool. Down in Alabama, we st we opened it down in Alabama. So let me tell you something: when you walk into some some old shithole bar in North Alabama with Norm, 
Did I everyone mean, turn around people, and go, hi, Norm? People get everyone there, like, <laughs> gets got crick in their neck. Turning. Yeah. I mean, it's it's surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's surreal when you see Norm walk Dude, in a bar. I saw him. I worked with him in a, on a Jamie Kennedy experiment, and I was yeah. like, holy shit, it's Norm. Yeah, <laughs> right? Whole... And he's such a cool guy, too. Yeah, super nice. He and I, I had the greatest experience with him one night. He and I closed down a bar out there one night, and and uh, he he's a guy who, like, he saves it up. Like he he didn't go out. A lot of the cast were younger people, and uh, he didn't go out every night. He didn't party, but he went out one night. <laughs> and when he went out that night, you made whew, sure man, we him. had some fun. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You were his Cliff Clavin for the evening. We, I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, George, we gotta we gotta go back to the hotel. And he's like, Oh yeah, okay. Let me just uh, let me just let's call up a taxi. Oops, how did these two whiskeys oh, get here? I ordered more shots. My bad. <laughs> you know? And 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 uh and I never will forget. At the end of the night, he looks me in the eye and says, "Look at the last two motherfuckers left in here. <laughs> you and me, man. You and me." And I was just like, "Damn, this is uh this is something I'll that's, remember for the rest yeah, of my life." I mean, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. Me just uh, anywhere. Like me and George went closed down a bar is a great story. Absolutely. Now you put that in Alabama. Yeah. People are like, wait, why were the fuck were you in Alabama? And then it's like, <laughs> it just keeps going. I mean, that's How, great. Were you, were you close to home in that I area? I was really no? close to you home. Were. Yeah, okay. see, I'm, I'm lucky. My friend, uh, Charlton James, who I grew up with, um, runs the theater program at a little school called University of North Alabama. Um, he and I had been working together for a few years along with a, a, another friend of mine, Randy Myler, who is a writer and a director and wrote some things that went to Broadway. Fantastic guy, Google him. Um, uh, we had been doing shows down there and trying to bring people like George and Hollywood, New York type people into that area and up the sort of theater game down there and, and also at the same time help his students that he was teaching. And so, yeah, man, uh, I was at home. I mean, uh, I have my, my, my best buddy there and my dad was always hanging around, and uh, it it was very cool awesome. to be chilling with George Wynn at home. You know, I mean, um, did you did you start acting in Alabama? I did. Yeah, you did. Okay, I, I where where it originated for me was in Russellville, where I where I uh, grew up and went to high school. Um, I had uh, I had failed algebra and got kicked off the football team, which I thought was going to be my life. Yeah, you were going to be you were going to be the biggest NFL I star. Was I was going to be, be the there. Greatest. I was going to be playing with you. I was I so close, man. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so kind of bummed and not re- didn't really have something to do. And uh, my sister walks in one day with this huge acting trophy, and I'm like, they give trophies, trophies for, for acting. acting? <laughs> that what was it? Acting that contest? Was did you Had win? Have you ever seen the Academy? Did they have televisions <laughs> back then? Have <laughs> <laughs> you not? You didn't know? Uh, <laughs> dude, we were out in the trophy? woods, man. It was we we didn't get that channel. Um, no, but uh, but and she and she said we're doing fame. We're doing the musical Fame. Come and see it. You're like, I want to so, play John uh, Houseman. <laughs> First off, can I, I just want to stop this story for just a second, yeah, right. just to make fun of you. It's like, so apparently you and your sister never talked until she walked in the house <laughs> no, with an award. Where'd you get that? And then you found I, out, oh, you've been acting oh, you've been for about a year or two. It's your dark secret. But you know what? I honestly didn't know she was doing that. <laughs> I really did. You're a kid. You're in the world. It was crazy. Man. You're fucking 
I was shocked by it. I was shocked by it. Like, I, you know, I didn't know what her school schedule was. Apparently, well, no. she was in drama she club. She was your sister. You she didn't give off. two you shits about her. That's called that's called being a real brother. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. What's your sister doing? I don't know, dude. I'm talking about my sister. This is getting weird. Why are you talking about my sister? Don't ask any more questions. I know she keeps walking around with an award. I just want to know. Does she still act? Um, she does not act, okay, um, okay. but I'll tell you, uh, w- I went to see her in Fame, and she played Debbie Allen, <laughs> um, you know, the dance teacher, yes. right? Yeah. And I can remember when she came out on stage, and again, this sounds a little trite, but it was this moment of clarity for me where I looked at her and I said, holy crap, man, I can do that. What yeah. she's doing right now, I can do. And Which I don't is, know why I knew yeah, that. That's but I don't think it, it and it wasn't, it probably wasn't like, a, oh, if she can do it, I can no, do it. No, it wasn't that at yeah, all. It and was it, like, it was okay, never on your radar I'm before that. This, I, I think not I since not since kindergarten when I played the Big Bad Wolf. Oh, okay. That's the last time I ever had. That was the last moment of clarity. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't on my I was a football player, yeah. man. I, I didn't know anything about about that. And uh and it just Something inside of me said, "This is what you this you can do that, and you can do it better than most people can do it." And that wasn't a an arrogant thing. I just I just knew you that I could it. do it. So and the next she was fantastic. Uh, okay. By the way, um, still probably the best actor in the family. So and, in a, in a way, you were also inspired by her. Absolutely inspired by her. Did yeah. you ever did you ever tell her that so that she she knows, man? Okay, so the answer is no. You have not said that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay, I'll tell her to listen to this, and then she'll know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, man. She, I, I love, I love her, and when we had a, uh, we've, we've had, well, always had a pretty uh, close relationship. Um, she was one of those actresses who had like the faucets. You know what I mean? She could turn it on and just like tears. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, it was very impressive for a high school uh, kid to be able to do. And she, she ended up just kind of doing other things. You know, um, I think she could have. Uh, she could have been an actor if she wanted to be, but it just Obviously, wasn't. she didn't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, yeah. Just don't, because, like, my wife was uh, acting in college, and I guess, from what she says, she was very good. People yeah. would compliment her, and, like, she'd do all kinds of stuff in these plays, but she was like, I want to work behind, I want to work with the crew. Yeah. She just didn't want to be an actress. I was like, all right. So yeah. the next day, you walked into theater, and you're like, I'm an actor, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, he- I mean, I'm here. You have your Where's the, um, you have your sister's trophy? I, I need to see. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and, yes, I have my sister's trophy. You walk in. I need to talk I to the, the legacy. I need yes. to talk to the uh, head theater coach. <laughs> Wait, with the yeah. what? I need for theater rehearsal. <laughs> theater yeah. practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're doing two a days. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's funny because in Alabama, those are two very and in anywhere really, but especially yeah. in Alabama, football. Those are two different worlds. Dude, yeah. you don't mix and, that. Um, when I doing? when I started my senior year, I went back to football, and so I was doing both. And and at this, I mean, people didn't know what to do with me. I when I <laughs> during during football season, I was super cool. Right. When football season was over, and I was just doing theater, people look were like, at this, this fruitcake. <laughs> this guy's strange. What's going on with him, man? Uh, yeah, and I remember I took a lot of crap for that uh, uh, football practice when we would do shows. You know, some you do a show and you do it for the whole school. Then I have to show up for football yeah. practice. And hey, so you what dandy. was that? Yeah. So you had makeup on up there, huh, Watford? Is that what? Is that what that was? Did I see you wearing makeup? <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but I, I get in that. Alabama though. Alabama. It's like that's yeah. such a, like 
When you think Alabama, no, like, you're from Illinois and Wisconsin. It's the same thing, yeah. dude. Where, where, where no, we're from, Alabama is football. Yeah, it's Fo- Alabama's like Texas. If if football, if the else. NFL collapses, the only two states that will still have football are Alabama <laughs> and Texas. Yeah, that's it. So it's like, yeah, we can say we come from the Midwest and everyone loved the Bears and the Packers. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the theater thing. The, the, well, the, the, it was the all different. Athletes yeah. versus theater Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yeah. But just, Alabama. I mean, I just imagine that being like, you're a boy. You're gonna play football, yeah, right. or you're gonna move to a different state. Yeah. So, the, what 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 is the the psychology of you know? Obviously, I, we all know the Alabama jokes, all the Southern jokes. We and <laughs> you've heard them a million times, especially probably oh, since yeah. you you know go to New York and you you come out here. Yeah. People ask you where you're from, Alabama. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's been plenty yes. of zingers thrown your yep. way, right? Yeah. But in in reality, um, what what is the psyche there? What it what, like growing up there? Like, what is the end game for most people, especially where you were? Like, I know we joke about the football thing, but not everybody's going to play for Alabama. Not everybody is going to play in the NFL. So, what is the drive for the majority of the people where you were from? Like, what is it all about? Um, gosh, there are so many ways to answer that, um, and I'll try to do it in a way that's going to piss off the fewest people. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I would say uh, probably family, community. Okay. Um, you know, uh, most of the people that that I went to school with, not all of them, but most of them, they they're still they're still there, mm-hmm. and um, and that's that's great. Um, I know some that that got out of there and then came back, sure. and those that's are the ones home. that are like, yeah, that is ha- that's hard. The, the friends of mine who went to New York and uh, went to other big cities okay. and lived there for <laughs> a decade and then ended up going back home for whatever reason, th- it's hard for them because you get used to a broader perspective yeah. and you go back to this place and you don't realize how it is until you get back there and you yeah. go, oh, my gosh. And wow. that and that goes for any hmm? small city town outside of the Absolutely. major metropolitan. Mm-hmm. That that goes for anywhere. U.S. And That's America. It, I mean, yeah, you're yeah. talking about for the living, most point. Uh, in in like place like New York, where you are just you know bombarded and are surrounded by people of all different walks of life. Everybody, everybody's different. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to an area where it's uh, on the on the surface, everyone is the same. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I'm not yeah. saying that they are. I'm just yeah. saying on the surface, you're like. Well, but again, some people who who've never left there, like I have friends in Illinois who've never left. The, you know what I mean. But they they travel. They're smart. They're not yeah. idiots. They just. That's where they want to live. No, and I always joked about the fact when I moved out here and I said I was moving, a lot of my friends were like, "What? Why? Yeah. What are you? What are you doing? Like, it, it, it just didn't process to them. Like, why? Why? Everything's fine here. Yeah. yeah. And well, and I look back, I know I'm like, that's okay. If that's what you want, that's mm-hmm. okay. I just wanted something else. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either side of it. Mm-mm. I I think for me, life just kind of blew me, blew me around. You know, I um, when I when I was graduating high school, um, you know, I had uh, much more interest in in um, p- schools who wanted me to be an actor than anything else. Than, Which was than where? To be football. Well, that's cool. uh, for you. Tons where, of places. Where did, where, where I mean, did it take you? I, I, uh, I, I, I was lucky in my theater teacher down there, Donnie Bryan was his name. He's still alive, so it still is his name. <laughs> um, great, great high school theater uh, teacher and director. 
Um, positive Donnie, not something you hear very often. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he, he took us to all these conferences. I mean, that's how my sister got a huge trophy. Yeah. Uh, he took us to all these way, The underlying tone here is he never got a trophy. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know if we've yeah, gotten I to that point yet. 15 years later. Did, did, you <laughs> are exactly right. You never got that. a trophy. And, right? that is, and that is something I'm still it upset about. You every day. <laughs> My sister probably doesn't even know where her trophy is. I'm like, I didn't get a single. I'm gonna guess trophy. it's at your house. <laughs> it's a, yeah, maybe. Where's my trophy? I don't know. Yeah, I never seen know. it. I haven't seen it for ten years. So but I got. I, I he took us around to a lot of uh, um, competitions and festivals and things where there were tons of schools that were always auditioning kids. And just so I'm clear, where you <clears throat> lived, did that touch other states? So you were going to other oh, states man, nearby? Yeah. Okay, Dude, so I you went, were... I went, we went all around. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we did most of it around in, in Alabama, but um, the, the, the pinnacle moment for me was when we went to uh, Ball State University um, at Muncie, Indiana, and that, at that point, was like the national theater high school theater like really? if you like my play that i was in won our state and got to go compete there wait a minute oh, there's wow. play competitions oh yeah man yeah. oh i didn't know big that time, dude it's big time oh. let me tell you that's uh that you know there's a reality show in that uh, I'm calling, I had never I'm calling dibs on the right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing stupid. I genuinely no. had no idea it's that like there a, were theater. It's competitions. big time. Yeah, it's man. Like it, it, or whatever. It, it's a. Like. It's a big thing. And uh, uh, well, I did mean, you give football thing, speeches before the plays? Because you had come from that Everyone world. Take a knee. <laughs> you don't. We win. Yeah, games I actually did. That's funny had. that you say that because did you really? That's where I came from. That's did you really do that? Yeah, it's like psyched up. Fuck it, dude. And we were all from. We're all from Alabama, so they were down with that. You know, I mean, they got it. No, not World Tide, please. <laughs> My family went to Auburn, War Eagle. Oh, War Eagle. Yeah, right on. Uh oh, is that uh, tree okay yet? I heard about a tree <laughs> down there. That... It's uh, no, they got it's. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm if talking about? We start about? going down this road. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna get be ugly, another hour man. of just Google uh, Google Auburn, Alabama tree, and just leave it at that. All right, yeah. back to your. Uh, so no, we we went to a lot of competitions. When I went to Muncie, there were hundreds of schools there uh, auditioning kids, and so I got more. Uh, opportunities when it was all said and done and we finished I got so many opportunities that I lost track of them that's awesome um, yeah it was very very cool and, and I don't mean that positive. to be bragging I'm saying no but that's a positive for a young kid that's a positive mm -hmm. affirmation that's a positive yeah. thing like look at how good you are at this yeah and uh, and I ended up at the last minute um, changing course and I was going to go to a small school in Alabama uh, I was going to go down there, be an actor, uh, play football, run track, and then be a, a football coach and drama teacher. That was my... I was going to be the guy that, that oh, united those, those two gaps. sides. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, though, that that was a, that was Honorable. A and so all the other schools kind of faded away except one school, University of Utah. Uh, a guy by the name of... Ken I know that look that you just gave me to go Alabama to Utah, Utah. is a strange journey. It is. It does um, there was a guy there named Kenneth Washington who has since passed on. Uh, God rest his soul. He was a saint. Um, uh, Mahersha Ali thanked him in his Oscar speech uh, two years ago. Oh, for Moonlight. One of the guys, yeah, for yeah. Moonlight. One of the guys who um, who just won a uh, Tony this last year mentioned him. Uh, he was a brilliant, a brilliant man. And at that time, the University of Utah's actor training program was top. Wow. It was it was fantastic, largely because of him and some of the other teachers that were there, and so 
he just said the right words to me one day. He said, you know, you want to go be a football coach, be a football coach. You want to be an actor, let me teach you how to be an actor. But don't make the decision for your dad or your mom or your friends. Make the decision for yourself. It's Wise. the first decision you make for you and you alone. And I hung up the phone, and I called my dad, and said, I'm going to Utah. I'm going to be an actor. Yeah, I'm going to go be an actor. And thank God, man. And he then I just immediately. <laughs> I blew I blew around, man. Like, I Utah, D.C., New York, L.A., because that's where it had I had to be. And and I feel like because there, there's also there's also something with your mentality of uh, you're we, you were willing to get blown around. You were yeah. willing to follow that because that is really mm -hmm. what you wanted to do. And it wasn't so much about having to be in Los Angeles or in New York. It was like, where yeah. can I act? Where is the acting for me? And yeah, that man. is the that's what you have above a lot of other people, I would say, is that you want to act. Yeah. Whereas other people want to be famous. And there's a there's a, such a difference yeah, man. of like you want to be a working actor. You have kids? I do have two kids. Two kids, yeah. a wife. So mm -hmm. you you've got a house, you've got bills, you've yep. got normal Mortgage. manly everyday shit that people have to deal with. Yeah. And you've made it a point to uh to be um to 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 be an actor. And yeah. And again, you've been lucky, you've been fortunate, yeah. but at the same time, your willingness to go to these other places that other people are like, I'm not going to go to fucking DC. There's no sitcoms in DC. Like, yeah. That attitude w is is defeating if if you're really trying to trying to get well, it done. I, I they they're the places that that the business took me um, because out of out of high school I got an opportunity to go to D.C. to the Shakespeare Theater, which is probably the wow. premier Shakespeare theater in this country. They're yeah. kind of like the R.S.C. of America. Uh, Michael Kahn, who ran Juilliard, ran that program until literally just a week ago he wow. retired. Jesus. Um, yeah, I got great opportunities there. I got to create. I got to originate a Tennessee Williams role there. Which how many people in my generation can say that they unearthed this play and I got to originate the role? I would say one. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other people that were that in were in that play. play yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, out of that experience, I got an agent who, who was based in New York, just happened to be down seeing another guy, so then I go to New York. Then my agents have a, a, a office in L.A., and they tell me, dude, you got to check out L.A. I thought I hated L.A., be honest with you. Without I, ever I, having visited? I, I The only times I had been out here was a test for things that I didn't get. So you were like, this town I was like, burn. yeah, this, screw this place, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then finally they, they kind of forced my hand. They said, they said, Mike, you've been here for years now and you don't really know LA you just you need to get out there and just do a pilot season this is back when pilot season was how long how long have you been out here uh, I've been out here for about 10 years now oh, okay I came out here for a pilot season and I said oh holy crap this place is great <laughs> I love weather yeah. I can play golf I can own a house holy crap were you man. married and had kids at this point or I, I wasn't but I was on I was on the way because yeah. you met your wife I was already with in her. New York your wife was yeah. there when you were fired off that movie <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, right. so no kids yeah. until here until you settled down yeah here. we had okay. kids here we had our kid we got we came here we got our house um, started our family and now I'm a peewee football coach which is funny because <laughs> so no much one in ever right here. no one so ever yes I always joke about the fact that I came from Wisconsin. I was like, you know where I should move? I should move to Hollywood to get married and start a family. Like, it's like, <laughs> no one has ever said that. But 
You could coach but football in Wisconsin. I'm going to move to Los Angeles I was, to I coach was, football. Yeah, I, I coach too much. I coach too many football and too many baseball teams, and I'm also a two-term PTA president. But the thing is... Oh! Okay. There was an impeachment we don't want to talk about. <laughs> but, self, self-impeached. I vote to kick me out. What? Everyone else is like, no way, dude. You're the only idiot that takes our abuse. All right, but I have the gavel. Um, no, but I think it's important, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think... The one thing I learned, and I, I, I listened to a few people when I got into this game, and they, and they kept whispering it, because no one ever says it really loud. <laughs> balance. Mm-hmm. Balance your life out. Yeah. It's a, it's, 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 it's a long journey. It is. You've got to balance your life, or you're going to burn out, and you're going to fade away. And yep. almost all my friends that came with me are no longer living here. Yeah. They never balanced out. And they left, and Man, you, I you and I sought be balance. More right about that, from what I, for when I, for my experiences, my manager. One of the reasons why I love her and I signed with her uh, was that the one of the first things she said to me was, I talked to her about doing theater. I said, I, I love doing theater. How do you feel about me going and doing some theater and making no money every now and then? And she said, You do what you have to do, do what you love and what you want to do. And I, she was the first person I told that I was having, a, uh, my wife was pregnant, by the way, and, in a meeting that I had w- with her. And she said, you're going to be a father. Do what's right for you and your family. I will never ask you to do something that you don't think is right for your heart or your family. And that comes first to me. I, I, want, to be, I want to work with you as a person, not just <coughs> throw you up there as an actor. Yeah, because in the long run... Um, Acting is just one thing that you can do. Yeah. Uh, but that's not who you are. And you need those other things. And not only not only do you need those other things for just personal fulfillment, but as an artist, you need those things to inspire you. Life experiences yeah. come yeah. into who you are, which make you a better actor, a better musician, a better singer, a better writer, a better comedian. I t- I'll tell you something. From the moment that I found out that my wife was pregnant with my son, my first child, uh, now... My connection to roles, to parent roles, it's it's a different, different thing, level. man. Like yeah. like y- I, sometimes you have to do things where the child is in jeopardy or w- whatever, you know. And my emotional well for that is so much deeper now. Now, instantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so yeah, it, it you got to be you got to be a person. We're talking about perspective in a in a lot of areas here, you yeah. know, versus like staying back home and. Not, not to say that the people back there aren't great parents and whatnot, but, but to me, perspective as an individual is is so important. And uh, you you had asked, you know, what what something towards the the effect of the difference between those guys that that have stayed there and the ones that have moved on. And I would say perspective. It's not. It, it doesn't make you a better person to have gone and lived in New York necessarily. To have gone mm-hmm. and lived in these well, yeah, places, depending on who you are, anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, it might actually be something to argue in it to an extent, but but to but to have the perspective of of understanding a very wide uh, uh, array of of personality types and people and heritages and experiences and and whatever. Um, it's going to do nothing but help you uh, be a better person, in in my opinion. Which which is which is everything. Which yeah. is I mean, that's all we have. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it is all you we have, have. The exact moment you're living in right now, yeah. and you have the option of being a decent human being yeah. or being a wet, soggy pile of dog shit. Which and those people, <laughs> you know, those people 
whatever they're doing, we'll just say in my, in our business, in, in the show business, um, they're the people that you, you, no one wa- works with them twice. Yeah. You know? Um, they don't want to be around them. They're I, miserable. They're, people, people they don't have, like themselves. Exactly. And they, and they make the other people around them miserable, yeah. too. It's all about... I, you know the whatever the law of attraction or whatever yeah. people say. I don't well, want to get off. What you put out is what's going to come yeah. back. If you and those put are the people that want to be around you, man. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're if you're a cool guy and you're putting out positive energy, then those positive cool people are going to be like, yeah. that's the guy I want to. Ha- I don't yeah. want to hang out with that dude who's Just yelling at everyone, and complaining. How late we are. We're having tri tip again for the third time <laughs> this week. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Most people don't get donuts at work. All right, <laughs> calm down. Uh, yeah. Sushi yeah. and lobster night. Yeah. Um, I know, um, you know, oh, speaking just, of... Okay, well, go ahead, I was going to say, he, we, we should start wrapping up a little bit because I know he's got to get out of yeah. here. But um, well, I, was just gonna, I just want to talk because your IMDb page is so long. Uh, and uh, we, we're talking some of the most iconic TV shows that you've had some parts in. Breaking Bad, yeah. Sopranos. Yeah. Um, just those two alone yeah. caught my attention. I mean... Breaking well, Bad was cool. Yeah. A couple of things about Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, got to be friends with Bill Burr. On Breaking Bad, <laughs> I love Bill. And Bill's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Bill's great. Um, haven't talked to him in a while, so if he's listening to this, he's like, "Who's that?" He's guy? definitely not listening. But no, but I will, uh, <laughs> no, but say, Bill, Bill's super cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I, uh, I, I got to meet his wife, and it, and um, uh, uh, the last time I saw him, he was he was doing a New Year's thing at the Wiltern, and oh and yeah. he, he invited me and my wife backstage to hang, and and he's always been like, "Man, you're always welcome backstage." You're always you're always cool by me, you know. So, uh, but you know, at some point, yeah, things happen. But but Bill was super cool. I didn't really know he was such a star when I was working on it with him, and that's probably why we hit it off. We just sat in his trailer and just cracked each other up. And, and his part was so it was so it was it was smaller. Yeah. So he didn't like he wasn't Bill Burr. You know what yeah. I mean? He was yeah. he was the guy who got like. It was like that the big fat guy who like when they laid yeah. on all that money like yeah. he was you know what I mean like that was it was a perfect because I remember when he popped up, I was like holy shit is that Bill what yeah. the fuck yeah. like well and at that time he hadn't been doing a lot of acting either no he was, no he, that's what I because I was yeah. like I didn't even know the dude acted and so and 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 a really interesting conversation he and I had on that set was I I you know I told him as I have respect for all comedians because I'm like that seems like the scariest place in the world to me. To be on stage alone, mm-hmm. just telling jokes that you made up about yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said, and he said, he said, no, man, I don't feel more at home anywhere in my life than I do when I'm on stage. But this, this, I don't know how you do. He said, this shit makes me nervous. And uh, and so we kind of like, I feel like in a way we sort of uh, uh, held each other out there. And, yeah. Uh, and or it, just it, held each other? Oh, yeah, we did, and we cried. <laughs> okay, it, was a, it was a nice moment. But that is nice. You talk to somebody who doesn't necessarily come from a super acting background. Mm-hmm. And he was chill about it, too, man. He's not a, Bill's not an ass-kisser or no, anything like no. that. He's just like... Yeah. He's just a cool, a cool guy who is going to be whoever he is. And it's so funny, because then I started getting more um, acquainted with his comedy after knowing him, and I was like... He really is just himself. <laughs> like he just gra- if he's the same way he is in the van yeah, exactly. on the stage, man. That's you I know? think that to me is is my favorite part of him is like yeah. I've had just in just the brief conversations I've had with him, they've been you know we've been mocking somebody or mocking a yeah. thing or mocking something in somebody yeah. in society does, and you're laughing and you're laughing and you're realizing that oh yeah, this is the kind of shit he talks about on stage. Exactly, he shit. talks about what he knows and he knows about yeah. what annoys him yeah. and what bothers him <laughs> and what yeah. rubs him the wrong way yeah. and 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 what he comes up with out of that yeah. i mean 
you'd be hard pressed to find someone who does it better than he does. Well, know? it's like the Illuminati. He talks about the Illuminati all the time. And the first thing that he talked about in the van, in the actor van going to set, was just out of nowhere. Just, I, I don't know, guys. The Illuminati. I, I don't know. The, the Illuminati is running all this shit. You guys know that, right? We're like, who is this? What, what are you talking Shut about, man? Up, my dude God, he, my kids would have ran into that van and listened to every. They can't stop talking about the Illuminati. He and my kids can have a conversation all day long. Bill Burr is a new new grade school teacher. What, what was the um? What was your first acting? Do you remember your first acting gig and 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 and? and Do you mean like you, paid gig or like on an, camera? On or camera. Felt like you were on you camera. Were, where you, you were, were like, wow, achieved something. Wow, the, the, this the, is the, happening. The, the, oh well. Something that actually meant a lot in the industry, or just my very first time. Uh, How about both? Let's do one. Something so the the uh, I'll I'll do I'll do a, a couple of them. The first time I was ever on camera <coughs> was um, Guiding Light. Oh wow! Because um, you were in New York. I was in New York, oh, and yeah. it used to shoot in New York. And uh, and I remember when I I told you we got all we had was an antenna and rabbit ears back in the woods of Alabama. Yeah. And so we didn't get very many channels. One thing we did get was Guiding Light, oh, and yeah. we recorded it, and uh, we'd come home <laughs> and watch the reruns. And the girl that played Reba, Reba was like an icon to me. She right. was like, Mar- as far as I can, could tell, she was Marilyn Monroe. That, you you, you there wasn't a bigger star on the planet than right. this woman to me. And I remember I just got to New York. My agent said, hey, I, uh, so-and-so from Guiding Light called, and they said you can come on and just be an extra. And I want you to go do it because I want you to see what it's like Be in front of the camera. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man. Also, how was, me? That, how was your agent at the time supposed to know that you were like beat off happy about, you know, fucking <laughs> guiding <laughs> light? Did. Like not a show no, he, you'd expect a younger man to know about. He or had no idea. Yeah. He, had no, he, he probably didn't know that I even had heard of it. Yeah. But uh, but I was in a diner and she came and, and uh, poured me coffee. And she and she comes and and I just remember when she came up to me I'm like oh my god she's oh my god she's <laughs> poor me ah, flipping out it's like I just fell into the television set exactly yeah so so and then she comes in and, and she she says um she says, would you like a refill and and I said yes and then it's like eh, cut wait <laughs> no. this guy's an extra he can't talk like the the voice of God comes over the you know and then she says can we get him a line. Can we talk to the producers? Can we get this guy a line? Because I'd really like to ask him. And a few seconds later, yes. So <laughs> I got a line out of that's man. fucking awesome. Because yeah, <laughs> because she asked you for, for to ask for them to give you. Yeah, one. man. Be, uh, well, her and I had a connection, dude. Uh, Do you want more coffee? You like it? Yes. yes. I've been watching you on TV since <laughs> yeah. I was five, and that's pro- that's what my entire inner, inner monologue was. Yeah. How often you tell this story to your wife? <laughs> Never. All right, so <laughs> I don't. She may not even know that. Okay. That story. Um, oh, that's great. But that though. was the first time that I was ever um, on camera. The first real movie I ever did was with some really cool people. Paul Schrader uh, oh. wrote and directed the movie, uh, and uh, it was called Forever Mine. And it was kind of his. It was this. Is this throwback love story? It had Joe Fiennes, Ray Liotta, Gretchen Mole, myself, and um, it ended up not really doing anything. But it was the movie that he had wanted to make his whole life. And when we made it, it was uh, when Joe Fines was the the hottest guy on the planet. Yeah, he yeah. Had, it's right in the middle of Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love, and um, <clears throat> it was one of those moments where you're like, "Here it goes. This is know? it. This is the look at Ray Liotta." I mean, my I very can... first, my very first uh, take on camera 
um, was I'm sitting out, I'm sitting around the table, and I'm like Ray Liotta's like heavy. I'm like his henchman, and I'm standing behind him, and I throw a line to uh, to Joe Fines, and I almost passed out. And I, I I know it sounds funny, like yeah, I really did almost pass <clears throat> out. Like my my I went black. I didn't see anything because of anxiety. I thought I was going to collapse because I look. The camera's right in my face, and there's Paul Schrader right here, and there's Ray Liotta. Okay, and so there's got Joe Fines. It's just, it's just like, oh, it was, this it is was, everything right now happening. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, man, it was it, it was so huge. And then I go back to my to my trailer, and I'm talking to one of the other actors, and uh, and he comes up and he says, hey, man, you did really good today. I was like, oh, oh, good. So you couldn't tell I was nervous? He said, I didn't say I couldn't tell you were nervous. <laughs> I just say you did good. <laughs> I was like... <clears throat> Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, but that was that was a that was a cool one, and that was the one where you know those guys were all just like, let's just chill and hang out and not be. Yeah, I was gonna say, is Ray Liotta terrifying? Um, you know, I, all I can say is my experience. I was on the in crowd with him, so I don't know how he treats people who aren't. Yeah. But to me, it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Man. I mean, there were moments that were like. I was in the movie Goodfellas yeah. with him. We were going around. We were shooting in Toronto, and we were going around to bars, and there's not a lot there, yeah. and, and I did. I certainly didn't know any. So we're walking around with him and, like, his bodyguard, and I remember um, we go to we go to the uh, VIP section of some bar, and this big bodyguard just – Ray's, uh, Ray's bodyguard is, is in front of the line, and the, and the big doorman puts his arm in front of the door and says, no. And then Ray comes up, slaps his arm away, away and says, yes. <laughs> and we all, yes, we no. all just walk. And yes. then he sees Ray. He's like, oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That yeah, is hilarious. Yes. That was, and that was, that was pretty cool for a, for a young kid. I, just, I mean, I was in I, my 20s. I would know? just want, I would, if I was <laughs> hanging out with Ray Liotta, I'd be like, let's, let's. Fake threaten somebody. Let's scare <laughs> right. the shit out of some people. I just think it'd be, I think you were gonna terrifying. I just thought you were gonna say that right after Ray walked past, he put the he's arm like, back up. No. no, and you're like, yes, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, and you're like, no. Fair Come enough. Back in 20 years. <laughs> no, man. When that arm went too. up, I believe me, I slid in there real fast. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. that's exactly what I was afraid of. Is like he knows Ray. He don't know he me. Doesn't know me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Well, we that, don't want to keep you. I appreciate you. Uh, Giving us your time. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you a couple quick questions. Yeah, just because I went. Brian does uh, a lightning round. Yeah. Uh, what's your... Uh, right. uh, so you're from Alabama. Favorite food? Uh, favorite, oh, God. Favorite food. Um, I'm just going to say real quick, I haven't had this in a long time, but my favorite food in the world is a French-style rack of lamb. Ooh. Okay. And yeah, that, that's that's a whole rack of lamb with, like, uh, with Dijon mustard and, and uh, crouton sprinkled on the top. And is that is that something that you grew up on? And that's not at all, man. Oh. That's something from somewhere no, everybody else. Everybody in Alabama was like, "What are you talking what about?" That's why I was like, "I would not have said <clears throat> that." I would have. I worked said. in a restaurant in Salt Lake, a French restaurant okay. in Salt Lake, and they served yeah. it, and that's the best thing I ever ate in my life. It's so it's so good. Fair what enough. is your favorite thing now that you don't live uh, in Alabama anymore? What is your favorite thing about back home? About going back home, uh, barbecue. Okay. Uh, besides seeing my friends, it's the, it's the barbecue. There are some places where I grew up. Um, that are just unbelievable, and usually they're the place, little shitholes, little yeah, little like from the outside, like, crooked Ooh. shacks. Yeah, that's burning down in the inside. Like yeah. you shouldn't go in there. But there was yeah, a place, and I can't remember the name of. It. There was a place for a while that you would go in, and there's just two people sitting there in a stove, like like is like uh, like would be at your house, and there's no menu, and you just say, well, "What y'all got?" 
we got ribs, we got pulled pork, we got, you know, they tell you what they got, and, and then you that's it, one. man. Yeah. And uh, that's the best stuff. Oh, my God, it's good. So yeah. good. How do people back home uh, view you? Are you the big city guy, or like what? Like what's the running joke when you, you go uh, back yeah. home? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the here he comes, here comes Mister? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's mixed, honestly. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I was going back a lot to to go down there and teach at my my uh, buddy's school and direct and act in shows and stuff. And you get a mix. You get a mix of the people that are like, oh, my God, we're so proud of you. We can't believe everything you've done. We saw you on TV. You know, and then you get the people that's like. You think you're fucking better than me? Exactly, yeah. man. We get, you ain't shit. You don't. You, just because you live in New York don't yeah. mean you know shit that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so. Uh, so and I, then you I, tell I, them some I things know, they don't man. know. And, and they're like, holy like, shit, I had no idea. I, I got to tell you, I got, a big, uh, I got a big high school reunion coming up, and I'm not going to go to it. But if I did, <laughs> uh, I have no idea what. I How mean, that would pro- be. I would say. There'd be a it, it'd be weird, man. Okay. I bet I'd be at least one guy would try to fight you, and that one. Oh, guy, more than one would try to fight because me. Because their wives. I fought a lot. There's, uh, there's a lot of okay. uns, there's probably a lot of unsettled uh, <laughs> fights. Okay. With, that's, I was that's one say, reason like, not to go. Yeah, people you went to high school with, like a lot of people from smaller towns, they'll meet their spouses in high school, or whatever. So the the husband and wife probably know you or whatever. And if they're watching TV, and that woman is like, oh, I always thought Mike was cute. I'm so glad he's doing this thing. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the husband's like, oh. This fucking guy? <laughs> right, I'm out here yeah. pouring concrete, bitch, and you want to like like this guy? He's uh, dancing yeah. around on stage? I can yeah, I had to learn to... Uh, you got to be careful with like social media and stuff when yeah. you got a lot of friends from back home. Um, and my wife is on me about this all the time because, you know, every now and then I get a little bit political on there. I used to be much more, but still, every now and then I, I can't hold back and it pops up. Yeah. And then you get... One of my boys from yeah. back home is just, I mean, and it turns into something ugly. And not even real from you. Fast. You threw a rock at the beehive. Just yeah. this is them Oh, it does. Well, I there's one that I put on the other day, and it, I, I promise you, at this moment, the comment section it's is still ding, 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 <laughs> yeah. ding, ding, ding. It's still going, man. Uh, next question. What was your What was your pickup line for your wife? How did so you... So you how saw did me get fired off that movie, right? <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> um... I, I, I don't, I, I don't know exactly where the pickup line would have been, but I'll, but I'll tell you, I, I asked her out in front of, in the off, in my agent's office, next to the drawer of headshots. Back then, we yep. actually needed oh, headshots. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a, it was a Abbott and Costello routine. I was falling down. Uh, I, I came in there to pretend like I had to put some. I got some headshots to cut and trim. Where's that girl? <laughs> Where's she at? <laughs> and uh, and I was falling into drawers and everything. So I asked her out, and the agents are literally like peeking around the corner. Oh my God. You know? I, I we we go out and we went to this bench in Riverside Park, um, and I asked her if I could hold her hand, and uh, she was so taken by the fact that I would just ask her so politely that she fell madly in love with me. And yeah. But and then where, finally where, convinced me. No. Where, where is she from? She is. She's from sort of all over. But the, throw back to the beginning of the show when I said that I'm an Auburn fan and my whole family went to Auburn. Never dated an Alabama fan in my life. I fell in love with this woman, and after I did, I found out her dad played for Alabama. Oh wow! <laughs> played Holy for Bear shit. Bryant. Oh wow! Alabama. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I was like, how, how do you guys reconcile you? that? It. 
you want to know the is truth, there, it, is it there gets a uncomfortable, picture? man. Is there a picture of dad in, a, in an Alabama no, uniform? No, there's not. Th- in those, the house. Those, I've never seen any oh, of those. Oh, okay. um, I think he, he, he will admit, he has admitted to the biggest contribution he made to the Alabama football team was taking some tests for Joe Namath. Uh, okay. Was, um, okay that's, <laughs> and that's a self, that's like, he's admitted that. <laughs> that's it. So, that's his, that's um, his claim to fame. That's, that's his average. claim to fame. But, but you know, uh, She's she doesn't care as much, but you know when my son was born, there were all these things like can't wait to see him in an Alabama sweatshirt, and I'm like, ha ha, don't waste your money. No, seriously, don't waste your money on that because I'm not putting him in. Not wearing it, and I'm and it and it's gotten to a point where I had to reiterate like, hey 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 guys, this is all fun, but hey seriously. I'm not putting him in any of this shit. <laughs> He's not wearing it. It's all getting donated, so and don't send it The one anymore. thing I did, when the year that he was born, Alabama won the national championship. Like, okay, he, so every year? Yeah, basically. Okay. And they had sent him some Alabama socks. And I put the socks on him and took a picture of his feet and sent, and sent the picture of his feet <laughs> to his grandpa. And I said, this is the best I could do. Yeah. So That's awesome. congratulations. This is the best I can do. That's hilarious. Um, do you have a line... And of all the stuff you've ever done where you're like, you, it, you've you never forgotten it. It's one of the favorite things you've ever got to say in anything you've ever done. Whether you thought it was just hilarious or obscure or something that you had to just memorize over and over and over again. That it always can come to the top of your head. That's just a line that you'll never forget. Um, there are probably, I did Hamlet uh, once and I had to run those lines so many times that I probably could do half of that play um, right now. Um, but that's the actor's nightmare, so don't ask me to do that. <laughs> um, one that pops up, and it, it's silly uh, for some reason, but uh, No Country for Old Men. Um, Oscar-winning movie. Yes, nine of them, I think, or was it 11? I can't oh, remember. Well, well I, I, at that ask point, your sister. You lose. Yeah, ask your sister. <laughs> sister. I think she has one. She, she, <laughs> she won an Oscar, Oscar for that. No Country for Old Men. I did it. crazy. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, anyway... Um, you know, gosh, uh, let me get into this and I'll try to make it quick. So, um, so she, so, <laughs> so I went in and I auditioned for um, a, a very big role, the um, the main Lou Ellen role. Okay. And I got a call back and went in and met the Coens and I and here I am auditioning for the lead and I killed it. I mean, it's one of the best auditions I've ever had. Nice. And uh, at the end of the audition. I finish, and they look at each other, and they're like, and they're shaking their head and kind of like, and I'm like, oh, my God, I thought it was good. And then um, uh, Joel looks up at me and says, Mike, we love you, but you can't play this role. Do you understand why I say that? And, and And I thought for a second, I said, I understand why you say that, but I don't agree with you. Um, but I get it. I'm not a huge star. You want a huge star. So, but I, I think I, but I still think that I'm the right choice, whatever. And I said, well, hold on a second. And they start talking. And anybody that's ever worked with them knows that they work together so seamlessly. It's, yeah, it's like truly the amazing. Yeah. They're like the same person. They really are. And they start flipping through pages and they're like, here, read this. So I read it. And, ah, no, it's not right. He's not right for that. You're, you're too old for that guy. Hold on. Let me find. Here, read this. No, 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 no! You're too young for that guy. Let's see, and they and they hand me this thing, and um, the first line is, "That's a dead dog," and then Anton Shakir goes, "Yes, it is," and something about the way that I said that 
and the way that it You're hit home with me, like they laughed their asses off, you know, just kind of that's a dead dog. And it was that kind of Coen, Coen Brothers mm-hmm. humor, and they 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 didn't let on right then. I didn't think that I had the role. They said to me, um, "Look, Mike, we like you." We don't know if you're right, but if we find something for you, you, we will put you in the movie. And I felt like, you know, you hear that a lot as an actor. It's like that's a bunch of bullshit. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, get out of the room. It's like I'm too uncomfortable to say I don't like you, so I'm gonna blow some smoke so it makes it easy while you leave. Um, But for some reason, I kind of believed him. At this point, I was doing a show. I used to do a Hank Williams show. Um, and we toured all around. It was in New York. It was a big hit in New York for a while called Hank Williams Lost Highway. Oh, wow. The woman who played Mama in this show, we were in Texas, and that's where we auditioned for them, was actually in Texas. They were coming down to Texas to do some auditioning. Um, the woman that played Mama in this show also auditioned. She also got a call back, and um, two weeks go by, and she approaches me backstage, and she, she was the sweetest woman. She just recently passed away. Her name was Margaret Bowman. Um, a beautiful, fantastic, wonderful woman and an incredibly talented actress. Uh, and she comes up to me and says, Mike, you know, I, it's been a couple of weeks and I, I didn't want to have to, to say this to you, but I got cast in the Coen Brothers movie and I wanted to wait and see if you got cast before I announced it to all the people in the play. And uh, it just two weeks have gone by and it looks like you haven't, so... So do I have your permission to tell everybody I'm cast? And I, I mean, I almost started crying. I was like, Mama. We all called her Mama. Okay. And I said, Mama, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Of course. I'm so happy for you. At that exact moment, my phone rings. And I look at my agent. And I'm like, yes, that, I'm, yes, please tell everybody. Here's my agent. I'll be right back. <laughs> I go outside. Guess what? You got cast in the Coen Brothers movie. I'm like, Mama, <laughs> wait. You know, I mean, it was a it was a beautiful, magical moment, yeah, and um, yeah. and so that that little line there, that that's a dead dog. <laughs> just uh, it's just something that always kind of. Um, you ever say that just randomly? I do actually <laughs> say that sometimes randomly. My kids are like, "What is Daddy talking about?" <laughs> but they don't know. My kids don't know what I yet. do because everything. How old are your kids? They're five and seven. Okay, and so they have not experienced. They really. I did a kid show once for Nickelodeon, and I was like, "Finally, I did something they can see," and they 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 hated it, and they didn't even it didn't even get to the to one of my part. scenes before they were like, <laughs> we're not into "We this. don't like this, Daddy," and I'm like, "Great," right. but like, but you know, when they get to be teenagers, then they'll probably <laughs> well, understand. Well, Brian's kids are starting to like. He's worked in a lot of like. On locations in a lot of movies and, and been around a lot of sets. So when they're like, oh, "We want to watch this movie," he's like, "Oh, you know, I I worked on that." Now they're at the age where you can see the look of like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, oh, cool. Well, or like, I say to them like, "Oh, you, you know, you were on that set," yeah. you know, because they would sometimes come in and they'd be like, "I was," and I was like, "Oh, you don't have you, any I just assumed you're you're like you know memory banking oh, this all is this a stuff." Sports yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm four. They don't, they don't know. My my daughter <clears throat> was in one of my movies, nice, but only only her pictures. Right? Okay. she was a baby. And it was a prison movie that I did, and I had the the prisoner had a daughter, and I said I want to use pictures my daughter's are. pictures. Yeah. So I got them all approved, and there are pictures of her all over the room, and uh, on certain shots you can see pictures of like her on my shoulders and me carrying her around and stuff. Um, 
She'll be horrified when she sees that later in life. But <laughs> or, or she'll think it's cool. I picture in prison. Yeah. Also, well, yeah. It might, it's, it's, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I actually <laughs> freeze-framed a shot where I used my kids in, in my movie Fixed, and, the, and they're both in it. And I freeze frame this shot because my one kid is looking in the right direction. My other younger kid is staring right at the camera. <laughs> and so I freeze frame it right on that kid. That's one of my favorite things for people that are doing background work. Where right, they're yeah. like, I can't help but to stare at the kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They literally yeah, cannot help themselves because it's, oh, it's the one thing in the room that doesn't make any sense. And your eyes lock. And yeah. I just freeze it right there every time. Uh, last question. Okay. Because um, I am curious. Yeah. Um, you started about talking about. That game changer moment in the really big movie where you got fired. Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, do you keep any of the paperwork from that as as like a either a reminder or like you know like call sheets or anything from when you were on it intentionally as like like I have a rejection letter from film school that uh, I've always kept with me like as a reminder of like it's the, there are dark days but you can always rise above them you know. Um, no, I uh, I I felt at the time I I'm gonna be honest with you it. it uh, it, it devastated me, um, and 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 anyone who knew me at that at that when that happened like knew like I, I hit a low you know. Um, <clears throat> but what I did keep was all their money, um, <laughs> because <you> <laughs> because when I went in and they told me that I had been fired, they had to um, pay still. I had already signed my contracts <laughs> yeah. for the entirety. It was about like uh, like two months worth of work. And uh, my agent said, oh, and by the way, um, since you're not going to be finishing your contract, um, they're interested in, in want to know if you'd be interested in making a deal. And I was like, a deal? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I was like, well, they, they, they hope that you'll take a settlement and not, not ask for the full payment. I said, wait a second, didn't I sign a contract? Yeah, you did. Did they sign it too? Yeah, they did. Fuck the deal. I want, <laughs> I want the money. You know, they, this was a huge studio. And I was like, if they got enough money to go back and, and shoot re-shoot. two weeks of shooting again yeah. with somebody new, yeah. they got enough money to pay me. Because I wasn't making, yeah. you know, the, the top scale right. of the, you know You're what I mean? You're not making $20 million. <laughs> exactly. You're like- what, they, what, they made, what they gave me was a lot of money for me, especially at that point in my career. Um, but nothing for them. And, yeah. uh, and I lived off that money. For a year, it kept me. It kept me. It kept me in front of the bar, and not behind the bar, you know. Yeah. Because that's what I used to do when I wasn't Your working bartender? as an actor. I bartended, and and that movie allowed me to pursue my career, even though I wasn't in it, never got any residuals, and the the guy, the main guy, got me fired. Um, I who knows if I would have ended up having a career because. I was able to to take that year and focus on acting, and I made the next step to being a professional actor during that year and actually getting my foot inside the door yeah, uh, rather than in and out and in and out. Yeah, stuck on the the door. The The greatest answer to anything is no, but I kept the one. I'll tell you what I did keep. The money. The money. (laughs) Great. That is a great line. Dude, thank you so much for sharing your life story. Where do you want to give your social media and... Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay, so it's Mike Watford at Mike, M-Y-K, Watford, spelled spelled with a Y, not an I. Uh, M-Y-K underscore Watford. Is my Instagram, and uh, that's the, probably the best place to find me. I don't really tweet that much. Um, all my tweets are come from Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm not really in the tweet world, but you can also find me uh, under the same name um, 
on uh, you know, Facebook and those places. And I have a band I'd love for yeah. you to check out. It's called Stumpwaller. S-T-U-M-P-W-A-L-L-E-R. And we're kind of like a southern rockabilly, uh, revved up rockabilly type of a, a swamp rock type of a deal. And I've got some fantastic musicians that play with me. We're talking about Grammy and Emmy winning musicians. They're badasses. And um, we're on a little hiatus right now, but we're coming back in, I think, uh, September. We're going to start doing shows again. Starting September the 6th, we have a show at the Federal. A Federal Uh, Bar? Yeah. In Burbank? uh, We play there. Yeah, we play there a lot. Oh, um, wow. In NoHo, yeah. And and, um, so, so look up Stumpwaller. Mike underscore Watford, um, press like. It means a lot. My publicists are going to be so happy I said that. <laughs> you uh, Are you guys going to take the band down to Muscle Shoals? Man, you know what? It's so funny. They, they've they been saying, uh, I got my last record um, uh, mastered in Muscle Shoals because I, wow. I wanted something to do with Muscle Shoals in the record. Um, but there frequently there are people down there, club owners, they're like, come on down here, man. We want We want you to play. And I'm like, so you're going to fly us all down and put us all up? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't say that, man. I'll give you $200. Um, like, yeah. yeah, I won't do it, buddy, but I yeah, appreciate traveling it. with a band is even harder than traveling as a standalone yeah. comedian. You know I mean, I've I mean? just now, I mean, I, I, we, don't, we play mostly around L.A., and I've just now started getting as far out as, like, Santa Fe because we have, we have families and stuff, yeah. you know. It, it's really hard to negotiate. I do want to get out there and play with them. They have a big festival every year, um, the WC Handy Festival, um, <clears throat> that I've been wanting to be a part of, but so far they just haven't been able to afford us. Uh, so, well, thank you. Thank you the so kitchen, much by the way, show. just to hmm? bring yeah. Oh, yeah. Kitchen. August. The kitchen, August 9th, uh, New Line, Warner Brothers, based on the DC Vertigo comic, myself, Tiffany Haddish, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Moss, uh, it's running in front of apparently every cool movie right now. The trailer is running. That's so awesome. Go to another movie and see the see trailer. You'll you see go. me in it. Um, I play Little Jackie and check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, you got a lot going on. We'll probably have to have you back on eventually to talk more music. And Love to do it. And whatnot. Um, thank you for visiting The Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, guys, check out The Kitchen August 9th, and uh, check out his band Stumpwaller. I know I'm going to, and I'll probably be at that Federal Bar show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually, at John Huck, and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 